Interesting question for you, because this is a statistic that I would not have guessed myself. Um, It certainly is a statistic that has changed a lot since we were kids. And we've talked about this a little bit. But what percentage of American households do you think eat cereal on a daily basis? I will say 74%. Incorrect. According to the Financial Times, uh, 12% of American households eat cereal on a daily basis. That's the pink paper, I think. Yes, it is. It's a very fancy paper. Um, Okay. 12% of American households. Well, so. That's low, is it not? I would say so, considering (laughs) one tenth of the grocery store is devoted to cereal. Yeah. Well, it takes up a lot of space at the store. They're big. The boxes are big and. Yeah, but I assume if they're not moving it, then they're not selling it. I dispute that. They have to move it to the rotten section, so Tom Shattuck will buy all of it because approximately, approximately half of the local market basket cereal stock is now in our kitchen. That's exactly right. That's the broken section because the box is dent easy. That's a great thing. So keep being uh, reckless, uh, pallet jack operators and, <laughs> and other people, because I like that stuff marked down. It's absolute rubbish in different shapes and shi- sizes. We we know that. But it does feed the kids. In- Especially in the morning in a rush, which is... Exactly. Have a lot and of it comes in boxes. And it's mm-hmm. contained uh, food station there or yeah. rubbish station. Although this this morning, to to my credit, I did cook eggs and toast and right. Consumption pancakes. peaked in the mid nineteen nineties. Annual sales across the cereal industry have fallen from nearly fourteen billion in two thousand to about ten point four billion in twenty nineteen. Data shows the pandemic gave demand a jolt, but the reprieve did not last. Volume sales of ready to eat cereal fell five percent last year after dropping nearly eleven percent mm. in twenty twenty one. Well, so I've got several thoughts on this. Um, mm-hmm. One, you know, when I was a kid, there used to be healthy cereals and unhealthy cereals. So Cheerios were healthy and grape nuts were healthy and muesli, whatever that is, or was healthy. Yeah. And anything that was twiggy and tasted Raisin like pine bran. Cone was was essentially healthy. Mm-hmm. And then the bad ones that, that my brother and I used to have to lobby for big time were like, uh, you know, Apple Jacks or Fruit Loops. I, I don't even thought, know we, if we ever were allowed to get Fruit Loops because it was unhealthy. But of course, it's all unhealthy. Well, right. Yeah, it's all unhealthy. And people have known, I think even when this, when cereal was at its height in the 1990s, right? I think people knew even then that, it was kind of garbage. I, I mean, because I, I remember jokes. No, no, I don't believe that's true, Alice. If you looked at, if if you looked at in the nineties episodes of Seinfeld, his cabinets were full of cereals. He also had a bike in his apartment, and he wasn't fat. And he used to go to the gym. It, it, my my own brother, who was a kind also, of a jock in the nineties, was a cereal guy. I'm also. Uh, I mean, I think obviously there's some. You know, range enough. there among types of cereal but it was enough of a joke at the time that calvin and Hobbes, which was huge it ran from i think like 85 to 95 ish calvin and Hobbes, um had a, a long running joke about cereal um i should look up exactly what it was called the cereal that calvin ate that was full of sugar and he would like be shaking after he ate it and there was like stuff that he could send away for in the box but there was like a whole world of cereal culture out there yeah that 
that's not going to exist for our kids because it's going to go away. But even then, like they were making jokes about how I remember and specifically one Calvin and Hobbes panel. There was one where he was seeing a commercial for the cereal on the TV and it said like a part of this complete breakfast. And Hobbes goes, yeah, and it shows a guy eating two grapefruits, six eggs and like right. one bowl of cereal. Right. So well, back- I think people knew even then that I- there was something wrong with the concept that eating like the sugar chocolate fun bombs or whatever well the, cereal the that more you eat. the more obscene ones yes absolutely because they were literally like sugar the ones that looked like nature were considered safer but those were also rubbish of course and then you know i think at that time chocolate frosted eating, sugar bombs right. those are the ones that calvin would eat if chocolate you were eating frosted sugar bombs. if you were eating um um if if you were at the up at the continental breakfast eating bacon and eggs i mean that was unhealthy oh yeah unhealthy cholesterol bacon cholesterol and fat and heart attack special you know all the stuff Mm -hmm. that we now eat to lose weight back then and and you know there's a there's a huge stories about big government and how it mm-hmm. pushed sugar stuff and and the grain industry and like yeah and of course angling. my mom was an actual hippie so uh we made granola like toasted the oats and stuff yeah which um i mean i tend to think if you're going to go the cereal route that's probably your safest bet i mean oats is still a carb but you know, oats. I guess so. But, but, but on let's talk about something, uh, something mm-hmm. related to this. Is that it should also be said that my friend Todd Feinberg, who's yes. got the the PM Drive show on the radio station I am at, he said, uh, "If you can believe that Fruit Loops is food, people can believe anything," and I, I agree with that. But there's something else to be said. The eating of cereal is unlike anything else. One, it's a social project. Mm-hmm. Um, y- your time is not occupied with cereal by the preparation because it's instant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's delicious. I mean, yeah. honeycombs are just delicious. It, it, mm-hmm. it, of course, it's and not a honey the- or comb, and there's no corn in any of this stuff, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a real big sweet cereal person. But I love the, and I like, I'm the weirdo that likes the plain Cheerios and the plain corn flakes and stuff and plain Rice Krispies. But there's something really great about the fresh cold milk and the crunchiness of the cereal before it gets soggy that I really like that whole experience. Well, and one of the reasons I'm so disappointed in our kids is that they eschew drinking the, the sugar milk at yeah, the end. Which, of course, is the, the payoff. You've earned that. It's, <laughs> I don't get it. I, I, we were, we were, like I said, we were kind of kept away from having the. And also, like a box of cereal is kind of expensive. If you don't get it from They're the dentist, hugely dent, expensive. Section. I was, and I was at the more expensive local store um, the other day because I stopped there on a walk back to our house just for um, to get the kids a snack slash bribe. But um, I was looking at because I was noticing that your broken section boxes, the prices that they're marked to, are not that cheap either no they're not and then but I it's would... written in marker so it seems like it <laughs> but so but then i was seeing but usually they're the big like family size boxes and yes. they're marked like 279 three something and but i was looking at the uh expensive store down the street and the regular size cereal boxes which in my view is about three to four bowls of cereal are they not like the regular little cereal boxes 
little uh, ones? Well, the, oh, the normal, normal size, okay, not yeah. like yes. the family size ones, the regular little cereal boxes. There are not a lot of bowls of cereal in there. Am I wrong about that? There's not a lot. I mean, they're small. I mean, small. for our houses, they're not, small. I mean, they're they're yeah. not, that's like two days worth of cereal. Yeah. Not even. Mm-hmm. They're like five ninety nine, <laughs> And that is at the more expensive store, but I was like, wow, really? Like the price inflation is really hitting the cereal market hard. Yeah, cereal's not that cheap. And it's completely unhealthy, obviously. And there's the- such a ruse to it because, you know, my mother was convinced that grape nuts were healthy. So me and Jimmy would have grape nuts covered in sugar, of course. We just dole out sugar on You them. were the adding sugar to some yes, cereal? Yes, we used people? to add sugar to all cereal. And, um, and the grape nuts would jam into your gums and teeth and hurt. And But that was because it was made of goodness, like real nature. <laughs> oh, it was t- it's such but a ruse. But even, even the, like, the less healthy ones, they'll say stuff on them like that they're fortified with vitamins and minerals right. and they list like all the B vitamins on them. And they sort of do like try and pretend that there's something vaguely healthy happening about your fruity pebbles or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're really not. First of all, they're not healthy at all, but they're also like not great. Like if you're going to eat candy, just eat candy because candy is a lot better, is it well, not? Well, but isn't that the, 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 the ruse? Is the, but isn't, yeah. It, aren't these people... You're just suffering a little bit. Have, these people have focus grouped families trying to get these little bastards to eat anything before the bus comes. Just eat something before the bus comes. So like a human, they eat something. And cereal is a real good way to do that mm-hmm. because it's fruity and fun and forbidden and these kids are addicted to sugar anyway. Well, yeah, but I mean, realistically... You could just go to the Markdown Bakery section and get cupcakes and give them cupcakes for breakfast. Yes. And it's not that much less healthy. No. It was, if we, at all. When, uh, In up, fact, if they're the real cupcakes loved, made of like eggs and butter, then it's probably healthier. One of the things that I loved uh, growing up is graham cracker. Did you ever have graham crackers in milk? Did I ever uh, Like crushed ones? Well, yeah. You could just put the plates in there. Of grain, no. The, the although slabs. my cousin in Serbia used to eat this thing that was like considered baby food by people that was like cookies sort of nilla wafer-ish type Ooh. of cookies but ground up and you could buy it pre-ground up you right. didn't have to and just mix it with milk well, that's the same animal the graham Found crackers super you, gross. you put my, my mother used to, i used to love graham crackers with milk and you just pour the milk right on top and, and of course you've got like three minutes and 18 seconds before it's all a slurry which you know oh like but my cousin ate it as a slurry which yeah. i found disgusting but right. some people but it is your delicious, mileage may but, vary but once again it, that's also just a candy like graham crackers yeah. are also candy everything in a box is candy <laughs> i know it's true it's true it's like the parents that um you know, we have a kid that's allergic to peanut butter, so I'm familiar, of course, with all the various peanut butter substitutes on the market. And I'm always blown away when there are people who use cookie butter as a substitute. Have you ever had cookie butter? We've had it in our cookie house butter? before. It's made like Lotus Cookies makes a cookie butter, but there's a bunch of brands no. of it. But it's just crushed up cookies and oil, basically. It And it tastes like what you would think. It's good. It tastes great. It tastes like graham cracker but there's no nutrition in it obviously it's not it's not a substitute for peanut butter in any sense other than that it's brown and you can spread it on stuff can i move us mm -hmm. from this to an experience i just had uh the yellow sub shop in gloucester the other day uh saturday morning we had a double header my daughter's double header where she got called out in a bs uh called third strike that was in the dirt essentially but between, since I got blown out in the first game, between the first game and the second game, there was a little time. I hadn't eaten anything. This Our weekends are nuts. 
And uh, so I walked across the field and just bumped into this yellow sub shop. Noticed a guy was eating breakfast. There was only like three people in there, which was great. And I got ordered. The the fa- the people who run it, I think it's a family, and I think they're immigrants. They were Johnny on the spot with the service. I got three eggs over with sausage and toast. It hit the bleeping spot and a coffee. Hit the spot. Sometimes stuff just hits the spot. It was mm-hmm. just wonderful. Wonderful. It was inexpensive, too, which is a rare, a rarity. Now, it right. was under 20 bucks to eat. Um, and I just, I, I, so go to the, if you're in Gloucester, go to the Yellow Sub Shop. It is a great place. And you can see it on my Instagram. And I, I want people to go there because we need places like that. Inexpensive, good quality breakfast places. And they do lunch and dinner, too, but are just fantastic. Oh, Sometimes, Alice, a, a breakfast that hits the spot is the highlight of one's day. Oh, yeah. And a lot of breakfast foods are so delicious. Like, to make your own breakfast sandwich or whatever. or you Done know. On, on your own. But, they, oh, no, oh, here's another thing I want to talk about. Okay. Is that the, what they had there, which I'm seeing more of, which is a good sign for the world. We need more good news happening because mm-hmm. the world is crazy. But they offered the side of um, holidays. Ah. Just like the um, what's the the station what, uh, FM station in Newburyport? <clears throat> I think it's called something like that. Yeah, I know what S- the place something is. station. Yeah, um, this side of holiday stuff is a very positive trend. Bravo to everybody running a rest- restaurant or cafe who has a side of holidays. It is such a winner. I know it uh, probably doesn't take much to make it, or maybe it does. I don't know, but I'm. I mean, it's mayo-y, right? Hollandaise? It's mayo-y. So, yeah, but I was so... so that I, probably I was, means it's not that cheap because eggs aren't that cheap. Well, right. <clears throat> and I add... Uh, I um, So I was done at the end of my plate because I had the eggs over. I essentially ate with the toast. And all there was hash browns left. I just piled them. I just dumped all the hollandaise sauce. It was gorgeous. Gorgeous. And then I went back to watch my daughter's second game where they got blown out. <laughs> um. And yeah, just it absolutely hits the spot. I, we need to, I think we should always try to highlight good breakfasts because especially when I used to live in Boston 20 years ago, mm-hmm. my brother and I lived there in a Beacon Hill, a uh, huge apartment. It was a, it was a, a bleep hole, but it was huge. And there was dudes, it was a quintessential bachelor pad. So there was beer and breakfast happening constantly. Um, and, and um, there was a place called Pizzetta that happened to be open for breakfast that was just gorgeous. Other than that, there was hardly any breakfast in Boston. It's gotten a little bit better, I think. Mm-hmm. But but there is a breakfast, uh, what's it called? Not Oasis, what's it mean? Desert. Mm-hmm. Bre- there are a lot of breakfast deserts around Massachusetts, which is not the same for like New Hampshire has lots of diners. And up where we are, there's some diners up here. So we're near yeah. Newburyport. And, and when you get into cow country, there tends to be more breakfast, horse country, whatever. Which is good. Which reminds me, also. <clears throat> yes. I've done a little bit of archaeological research. Okay. Are you ready? I'm so ready for this. You look very pretty today. Thanks. It's nice to wake up to. So you don't have a good-looking husband. So you don't. Get, <laughs> you don't get to see anybody good-looking. But I hope you <laughs> I at least like look on the internet and just see. I like you. I think you're good-looking. Um. Okay. So let me tell you. I'm about to drop this on you. Okay. Ready? I'm preparing myself. As I was walking yesterday for my 12 miles. Okay. 
on the last leg back here, about a mile from here, right where I found that can of soup. <laughs> on the ground, yes. Right. I and found, served it to your daughter. Yes, which was a win-win. I found a note card. Really what it was was a card that fits in a Rolodex with the two little Okay, yeah. Slots. Do they still make those? I guess so. I guess they do. <laughs> And on it, Alice, <clears throat> was written two sides of it. Okay. I found this to be very interesting. And if this is your card, by the way, it's it's down near the Groveland West Newbury border. It was a shopping list. Okay. Which tells me maybe it was the guy who walks around here or maybe not. <laughs> the guy whose soup it was? Very possibly. Here's the shopping list. I want your I want your commentary on each of these items. <laughs> okay. I'm scared. Batteries, B-A-T-T-E-R-Y-S. Okay. <laughs> well? I have discovered that the cheapest way to buy batteries is on Amazon Prime, subscribe and save. One of the things you get if you marry Alice Shattuck, <laughs> there are many downfalls, pitfalls. <laughs> One of the good things is she's pretty and soft, deviled eggs, and batteries. Those are all of her good attributes. <laughs> not, that I is, have more good attributes. No, that is it. But we are awash in batteries in this house, and it has been a luxury. It has been an honor, Alice. And I get the lowest price for them. This is if you get hit by a truck tomorrow, <laughs> the emphasis that I will give at the service will be batteries, and then deviled eggs, and then pretty, <laughs> and then it's over. <laughs> so listen to this. These batteries. Okay, so there's uh, this note card has batteries. Next one, five thousand lights. L i t e s. The hell can that possibly mean? I don't know what that means. Five thousand, or it says so lights. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're getting ready to decorate for Christmas. Maybe. Although, if it is the guy that walks, they do a lot of seasonal decorating. Oh, they do, like <laughs> seasons of the week decorating. <laughs> so maybe it's yeah. for that. Maybe it's like fairy lights. Because how many are on a string of regular lights? It's I don't like know. a couple five, hundred, right? 5,000 of anything is a lot of things. <laughs> I guess. This is on this Rolodex Okay. Card. Third item. Ready? Okay. Motion light. L-I-T-E. Yeah, I bet it's that guy's grocery list. First of all, well, it, first of all, the, the penmanship is pretty good. The shorthand is interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not, are you going to refuse to spell light and battery correctly? <laughs> LED bulbs, or this in this case, lead like Led Zeppelin bulbs. LED bulbs. Okay. Now this intrigues me. Spray cleaner. I assume that's you know like a all-purpose cleaner right. to have so around I, the house. And I I hope that he if he's getting that he's going to the Dollar Tree. If you want spray cleaner, S P R A, accent cleaner, then go to the Dollar Tree. Is that how he's spelling it? No, he's not. He spelled this one correct. Spray cleaner. Okay, God. You scared me for Capital S, capital C. Spray cleaner. And now now I'm uh this is going to make me a scared right here. Next one is cheese. By the way, these are all crossed off. So So this is on the way back. So he's gotten the cheese. <laughs> what kind of cheese? Any? No, that doesn't this is <laughs> this is needs to be whittled down. Like what kind of cheese are you using? By the way, um, 
you may notice in our fridge, speaking of cheese, uh-huh. that there's a lump of cheddar cheese in saran wrap that has appeared there. That was purchased for me by a relative that went to the East Lexington Village Fair. Oh, nice. Um, and purchased from a local company. And I would say that that costs 18 bucks. Probably. Probably. But it was funny because she said to me when she gave it to me, she's like, so I got this at this fair and this, you know, local cheese company, whatever they're selling them. And she said, you know, you guys should really like put some kind of information on here so that like people know what it is or where it's from. It's like a Wisconsin style cheddar because it's just in plastic wrap. Yeah. It's just cheese. She's like, so if I'm giving it to somebody so that it like says on it that it's, you know, cheddar cheese and like what your company is and whatever. And that she said that they were like, oh, wow, what a good idea. We could have like a sticker or something that we could have. <laughs> like, but their minds were blown, apparently. Wow. So we don't know what company it is because it doesn't say on it what the cheese is. But um, so no apparently, labels. apparently they're good at making cheese, but with like the business marketing thing, they're not. Okay. As, well, maybe I'll drop not. this off at okay. that off at this guy's house. <laughs> Next thing is milk, capital M I L K, successfully. Stuff, got that. Yep. So the next one is interesting. Spray cream. Like whipped cream, maybe? I guess it means that. <laughs> Spray, S is capitalized, cream is lowercase. Okay. Now we get into the scary. <laughs> okay. We're not to scary yet? Capital, capital F, find... Comic book. <laughs> I don't know where one goes for a comic book. I don't think Market Basket has comic books. Or the Dollar Tree. Yeah. Or anything in that plaza. Yeah, which is probably why Find Comic Book is not scratched <laughs> off. He is still looking for comic book. <laughs> Tickets to PM. I don't know what that is. Or DM. PM. What's DM or PM? I don't know. Is there a play? Sheer Madness? Uh, <laughs> Blue Man Group? I don't know. I don't know. Not crossed off. He has the, does not have tickets to PM. Oh, wait. What about that fair? Topsfield Fair? Is that That's, begin with I a don't P? Think, no, I don't think it does begin with a P. Okay. Checks to TH. I would say that means he has to drop off checks to TH. Did not happen. Okay. Other side of this card. Raise seat. Turn CW. What do you think that means? Uh, Something to do with a bicycle, maybe? Raise seat. Turn CW. CW? Not sure. Clockwise. Oh. Obviously. Oh, sorry. Lower shock. Okay, that could also be bike related or car related. Okay, that would make sense that this person's taking a bike. And drop their Rolodex card. Drop their Rolodex card where they drop their soup. I still don't know why this is written on a card. Raise seat, turn CW, lower shock. But it's written on a card. Okay. This is a person who is not using the internet, I think. I would say so. 
And that uh, concludes my reading of the Rolodex card. <laughs> it's an important news story, honey. I'm glad we covered Well, it's a that. real organic story. Nobody else is talking about this. No, that's you, Other broke, than this you person. broke news. Just me, you, and this person, and you guys listening know, know about this. <laughs> exactly. Know that this person needs tickets to PM or DM. <laughs> so do we really know then? Batteries. 5,000 lights. <laughs> Done. They've got to be like getting their Christmas or Halloween decorating. That's uh, I. 5,000 lights? Maybe they're one of those people that does like big displays. I guess so. Maybe. But they're very <laughs> um it I mean they're they haven't gone digital yet other than the LED lights. Interesting. Yes. I should think so. <laughs> what a mystery. Who knew, who knew, who knew? Do we have time for more topics? Don't we? I think we do. Okay. Well, because <clears throat> I did have more than I wanted to get Please, to. Please, go ahead. Um, so, I wanted to briefly talk about, um, this is an interesting story. This is out of Europe, actually. And it's kind of anticlimactic, but it was intriguing to me because um, the anticlimax of the story it is itself interesting. Um, so basically, um, in Austria, the labor minister uh, said that they were going to have the government build a database of all the food prices. So in real time, people could track at different grocery stores. I guess in Austria, they only have like two or three major grocery chains. Okay. So they were going to make a database of the food prices for like standard foods so that people could track and like know which was the cheapest to shop okay right um so they said it would take months to build and they would only be able to do certain food types because it was sort of a huge project so anyway um but this guy mario zechner decided that like how could it really take that long to build something that just tracks food prices so he made some things to crawl the grocery store um websites and figure it out and know what their prices are and he um what what crawls the grocery store is this a computer yeah yeah okay like crawls on the websites okay gotcha um so and he was able to build a comparison system that pulls in the cost of twenty two thousand items from the two biggest supermarket chains okay and he sat down in an afternoon and um open sourced it on github and um it's now got prices for 10 different chains uh in austria germany slovenia and includes 177,000 items so this is since May. wow so the government was wrong it doesn't actually take that long to build this thing that can comparison shop grocery stores online um well that seems great It does seem great, right? But here's where I'm going to get to the interesting part, because this is why it's anticlimactic. Now, obviously, the government wanted this because they wanted evidence, too, that, like, the grocery stores are, like, price fixing or somehow being greedy or something. But what was interesting about it is that 
it's now like tracking all this data on prices and the transparency shows that there's not actually much difference and that the grocery stores are all actually using a ton of data and tracking each other's websites already. Mm. And that almost immediately within days, if somebody else's price on something goes down, they're doing it too. So Hmm. they're extremely competitive. They're already, they're big companies at an incredibly low margin, and they're already using all the technology that is out there. So that's to make interesting. Sure. So, so, these, so, in other words, they're not sending in spies to other stores. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're all partnering with third party people. Yeah, they're using big data to. Which track. is kind of its own kind of collusion. Right. But but it's collusion. It's competitive collusion, not yes. price fixing collusion. They're all, there's not much difference in the prices between the stores. And what they've found is that actually it's like not that useful to people because the prices tend to be really similar and that it's like more work to go look it up and see who has the cheapest can of Coke than like the amount of money that you're going to save is going to be so small that it's it doesn't even make sense that there's so not- I do notice this as a matter of fact mm-hmm. and I notice this even among when it comes to staples they're all flying in tandem almost right. so even if like whole foods does it too with the 365 brands you're going to have milk prices are all going to be pretty much close to each other shaws is not going to be outdone by stop and shop not going to be outdone by market basket and even whole foods mm-hmm. is competitive there so there's some things that they want you to to do i've also noticed that that they've all adopted now market basket and this is not a this is a kind of a new thing has also opened a 99 cent spice section with the mm-hmm. crappy version of spices um because it, you know i think oh, people, the mccormick ones can be crazy oh totally and i think people look at um look at something like cayenne pepper and say like i don't need it to be i mean the it's, best cayenne pepper right ever. it's gonna essentially do the job so the little mccormick ones for seven bucks versus a 99 cent one at the dollar tree now market basket now has joined them and has the 99 cent mm-hmm. ones because all cayenne pepper does is hurt a little. You know, it doesn't yeah. need to be great. But yeah, but so this is apparently something that the government was demanding to make because if you read, this is an article from Wired. As the prices race skywards, politicians and economists across Europe have been grappling with ways to address their issues, ordering retailers to make pricing clear, scrutinizing the profits, highlighting shrinkflation and demanding more data on competition. Austrian politicians proposed the price transparency database as one of measures in a wider range of suggestions. Um, multiple food comparison websites have appeared in Austria in recent months. Um, however, this original one that this guy developed has the best capabilities so far. Um, they're also saying that like Europe's stricter internet laws might mean that they're in a legal gray area for like using the company's data without permission that they post online for any, which is like silly to me. Obviously you should be able to use all that data, but anyway, but it it's interesting because, you know, there's um, some of these people are saying like we don't really see the usefulness of this price comparison that there's not that it's like not worth the time investment to comparison shop because food retailers have already like done the they're already it's a such a race to the bottom that they've done the price comparison and they're giving you the best price that they can because they're well, trying to compete. And I think about that. Just think about like how heavy and how many people are working for just those tiny margins. 
to right. edge out the competition and uh, what a like microscopic level they're mm-hmm. working on to make sure they and get one over. And I, I think about such- it, you because you people don't know Alice does email marketing and it's so a granular. Right. You know, that uh, what we're going to get for this item, for this sale, for this amount of time, for this reason, with this branding, with this theme. With it, it's like, oh, my God, everything. If you you people think you're just buying a scarf, you are not. You're buying hundreds of hours of creative time and anal- analysis, et cetera. Well, right. And it's even more crazy because at least, I mean, I work in clothing retail, which people have a lot of choices for clothing, obviously, but at least the things are kind of differentiated. But if you're a grocery store, it's essentially, you know, it's commodities. So it's the same everywhere you buy it, Hmm. right? Like eggs are eggs. And a lot of the brand name products obviously are the same anywhere you buy them. So there's no, there's never any reason really for somebody to buy something in a more expensive store that's the same item as the store next door. Hey, do you think, by the way, that, you know, they say that most uh, brands also sell a generic brand? Well, yeah, a lot of the generic brands are made by the... But, do, but like, isn't the name brand one a little better? Yeah, I think so. I think that's true also. So I do mean, they do that by, by design, make the generic yeah. brand crappier? Yeah. Wow. I mean, at least I don't, I don't know that for the food industry, but I know that that exists in like clothing retail. Like the coach stuff that they sell at TJ Maxx is developed for TJ Maxx with cheaper materials. Wow. Who knew? Hope you hate it too. Hope you wonder what am I doing and who I'm pursuing. I hope you think I lead a really exotic life the way I think about you. You probably have a wife of your job and you go to church on Sundays and barbecue on weekends out in your backyard. And sometimes think about me. 